Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pod Fiction. I'm here with Chris. Hello. And I'm here with Adam. Hey. And it's a new year. It's 2022. It's a new us. We're back. <laughs> We've had a bit of a big break. A little bit. Big break. Uh, yeah. But we're, we're here. We're back. And we're ready to... Uh, are we going to, we're ready to give it a crack. Are we going to say that we have actually already got a episode recorded from no, September? That doesn't. No, that didn't no, happen. No. Incorrect. <laughs> okay. Okay. We did. We did record an episode in September. God, that was so long ago, and it was about it was about James Bond, the long-awaited film that's been coming out for about twenty years now. Um, but for some reason, it got scrapped and we didn't bother. For again. some reason, so, someone just didn't upload it. I don't know like, about, our, our, producer, our producer and editor just failed to upload it, so they've yeah, been fired. They've been let go. And replaced with a superior being. <laughs> um, so, on today's episode of Pop Fiction, we're going to be talking about the hottest new release, which was a few weeks ago, but like everyone's Nearly still talking about ago. it. Nearly a month ago. Everyone's still talking about it. Spider-Man will be. Home. Yes. Uh, there will be spoilers for this film, so if you haven't seen it yet, which if you haven't, what are you doing? And yeah. obviously don't listen. They're literally um, pushing back other movies because this film is overachieving at the box office. It's crazy. Yeah. What's that now? Isn't it at like 1.5 billion or something? Something like, like that? Yeah. Worldwide? Something like that. I'll, yeah, it's I'll crazy. Especially with mm. opening week as well. They were literally just cancelling screenings for mm-hmm. like smaller films yeah. just to show more of this. Which is crazy. It's 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 absurd the amount of money this film has made. Yeah, over which 1. I mean, 5. it's not that we couldn't have seen that coming. To be quite honest, it's probably the biggest film in recent years, probably since Endgame. I would say over the last over the weekend of the seventh to ninth of January. So that's what three three weeks or so after yeah. its release, it got thirty two million dollars. Over that weekend, that's larger than most films opening mm-hmm. weekends. <laughs> yeah. that's, the... that's that's triple second place, which is Sing Two. Nice, nice. Sing Two does be making it does be making a lot of money to be fair. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's justified. Like the pull this film had, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into it later when we talk about spoilers to certain things that happen in this film. It was deserved. There was about like a year and a half, maybe even more bordering on two years of leaks and rumours and stuff and the hype for this film has built up over years so it's not mm. like it's not like it's come out of nowhere like this was expected it was expected to make this amount of money do you think that it would have made the money it made had those leaks not leaked i think it would have made similar money personally mm. i don't think it would have made as much i think it would i think it would have got there but it would have taken longer yeah it wouldn't have been as quick as it has been yeah i think it was an unintentional marketing favor for them it it might have been on purpose who knows but it definitely helped them out i think it's just as well because sony are awful at marketing they are tragically bad at marketing their films yeah especially this one like the marketing for this film was not great but then, I mean, I imagine they were like, whatever, we don't need to market this film. They didn't. Because they, no. they didn't. They could have put zero dollars into Everything in one of the film. leaks were true. <laughs> like, when I was crazy. watching the film, when I was watching the film, I was like, oh, yep, recognise that, recognise that. that. Yeah. Yep, read about that. Yep. Great. 
Oh, so that's gonna happen next. Oh yeah, it did happen. There you go. <laughs> didn't t- I mean it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the film. I absolutely loved it, but it was. Just well, like, I mean, yeah. So like we've yeah. seen most of this film before it even came out, right? Thanks to the marketing and the leaks. And the leaks, because and they still, just released like, I, every scene. I I I can't really say whether I would have enjoyed it more not having seen all of this. Mm. But I mean. I still enjoyed it the same. I don't think it really took away from anything having seen like most of the film before, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it kind of would have been cool to go in blind. I think. Yeah, the like, reveals imagine, in this film. Imagine the level of hype. Very nice but, to see. Yeah, and I mean, this this it, film had British audiences cheering, like which is crazy. I was we don't cheer for anything. <laughs> that's yeah. We don't. That's not what English people do in the cinema. We might clap <laughs> at the end once in a while. But not even for Endgame, like that was like Endgame midnight release that me and you went to, Adam. Yeah. Even even that didn't have like that level of excitement mm-hmm. in the audience. Yeah, it's, and even even in my screening, which I saw it on release day, but I saw it very very early in the morning, so mm. it wasn't. I think literally the first showing they had, which was like half eight or something like that. Yeah. There wasn't a huge amount of people in. But the audience reaction and the noise in the cinema when certain things happened, it was it was still insane. My, it was my, a shock to see. My screening was full and it was pretty much all students. So yeah, the, the noise was like be. through the roof. Which is, is crazy. This is Spider-Man No Way Home, whether you love it as a film or not, is one of the biggest events mm-hmm. in cinema history, yeah. I would say. Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like So much bigger than Endgame. Which, yeah. it, which is, I mean, it was foreseen because they've had like years and years of previous cinema to use and utilize. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably just start talking about spoilers pretty much straight away. Yeah. Because you can't really talk about this film. We sort of, we sort of, like, obviously we gave the spoiler warning, but we sort of spoiled it already without saying exactly. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> a lot of the leaks for this film obviously suggested the return of. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. They, they weren't in it, guys. The they weren't in it. After all they that, weren't in it. And, and to be honest, it was still really... Although we had seen so many leaks of them in it, I think until release, people were still like... I don't know. Like, I'm not 100% convinced. Even watching the film, I was like, I'm not convinced anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> so cause... they show up just over halfway in, right? It's, it's like the start of the third act. Yeah. yeah. I think. Um, yeah, because it was because obviously we had the shot in the trailer of Tom Holland jumping towards the other three that were coming that way, yeah. and it was very obvious that someone was edited out. And then when when um, Doc Ock got cured, I was thinking, oh no, he's not going <laughs> to show up. He's not going to be like that's not what they're doing, is it? And then thankfully, in the very next scene, I was proven wrong, but. I think their timing in it was perfect. Yeah, I think they came in the right time. Yeah, I think think, they came in at the right time. I think if they were in it from like the start, I think it would have gotten really. They they exhausted it very quickly. The thought it wouldn't have had as big an impact. No, No. not not at all. It would and it would have taken away from it being Tom Holland's film because it's very much still Tom Holland's film because he he takes control and everything, but. Yeah. yeah, and on that point, I do think that if they had been in it more, I would have felt really bad for Tom Holland because 
yeah. his films haven't been great. I personally really like them. I like him as Spider Man, but they're oh yeah, no, me too. They're not exactly well loved films. No, and if they gave this third film to him and had them in it most, it would have detracted from the fact that it is his film, and I'm glad that he got his third, regardless yeah. of whether he's coming back for a, a college trilogy or not. If we didn't know that, which we do, because Spider Man makes a lot of money, as does Tom Holland. But <laughs> Tom Holland it, does make I would have felt money. quite bad for him if this third film did get taken away. Yeah. Because in a sense, it would be the same thing that happened to Andrew Garfield, where his third film got taken away from him. Quite literally, got yes. taken away from him. <laughs> so, yeah, I think. What do you think about the reveal within the film? Do you think it was? Well. I mean, it was it was done as well as they could because since at the, at the time of recording this, since um, it's come out, there's been um, like concept art leaked and showed that originally the character of America Chavez was meant to be in this film. Oh God! Because um, the release date was meant to be. Doctor Strange first and then Spider-Man. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So she was going to show up. Obviously, she's showing up in Doctor Strange, but she was meant to show up in this afterwards. And she was, it seems she was meant to be the one to bring them through because she does have like Doctor Strange-esque powers. Yeah. Um, but obviously, with the COVID delays and everything, they had to rewrite that bit, it seems. And they just sort of threw magic powers on Ned, which is like... Feels I like mean, the most tacked on thing you could probably It was yeah, that about. that was very rushed, but then it obviously led to the greatest moment I've ever seen in my life. So Yeah. I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was done. Well you yeah. can do anything with those portals. Those portals, endgame and now this, those portals are just hype. Oh yeah, absolutely. One thing I was worried about Doc Strange being in this film is he's obviously in so much of the marketing for it. I was again worried that they were going to take a film away from Tom Holland because they've got so much going on. They've yeah. like obviously had the Spider-Man coming back and then having Doc Strange in it as well. I'm glad they took him out of it pretty early on. Because yeah, he wasn't, was, he wasn't as in it as much as I thought he would have been. If this was a Doctor Strange and Spider-Man film, I don't think it would have been no. as good. And then obviously distracting from Tom Holland as well. And Doctor Strange is just about to have his own multiverse yeah. film anyway, so... I think I did like the film for the most part. I think one thing about it that did confuse me a little bit was Doctor Strange's part in that it seemed a bit odd for his character to just be like, yeah, I'll do this possibly world-changing spell for you, mate. Well, he he loves himself, doesn't he? He loves showing off. Yeah. He loves showing off. It's like this, this is the same rumour, this is the same guy who almost died because he was calling and driving at the same time yeah so he's, I he's an idiot thought that he's an idiot he would have after his own film and then saving the universe in endgame or whatever he would have it, not you... be such an idiot but i guess not. oh look at tony stark that's that's, yeah. that's what i say look at tony stark he never really changed did he <laughs> no i mean no. i kind of agree with you adam because if you look at if you look at his characterization in this and compare it to infinity war in Infinity War, he acts very like high and mighty, and yeah. is like his main concern is like the fate of the universe, and then all of this, and he's and he he 
tries to act like a sort of higher being to everyone else on the team. Yeah. And then you compare it to the way he is in this, where he's like, yeah, you're right. I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll fuck about and do this. Yeah. World changing spell. That, that's not a problem. Whereas in Infinity War, he's like, I can't even like reveal to you the future because it will fuck it up. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the, the argument I'd present in return to that is in Infinity War, the threat was there in front of him. The threat had already come. Yeah, it was there, and in this one, he's like, "Oh, it's a spell. I can do this spell. Nothing's n- nothing's going to mess it up." And then, really, it's Spider-Man's fault that this spell happens wrong, like goes wrong. Rather yeah, than so strangers. That's the argument I'd present countering that as to. But he loves himself, doesn't he, Doctor Strange? He, he he's a narcissist. At the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, to give a bit of background to what we're talking about here, if we just briefly explain the plot of this one. Um, at the end of Far From Home, it is revealed by Mysterio that um, Spider-Man's real identity is Peter Parker. Shows an image, and, and this film starts immediately where that film ended. Mm-hmm. Like, literally straight away. There's no delay on that. And so, everyone knows who Peter Parker is now. Everyone knows that he's Spider-Man. He's, like, being, like, prosecute for like war crimes and shit (laughs) um and peter's main goal is to make everyone forget that he that spider-man is peter parker because it's starting to affect his and his friends lives goes to doctor strange asks to sort the shit out with a spell he does screws it up because tom holland's talking all the time, like a little boy. That's not even the like, scene in the film. They just recorded Tom Holland chatting. He's like, I'm trying to act here. <laughs> um, and with the screwing up of this spell, he starts to bring in villains from other universes that are aware that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. People who knows people who know that um, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah, which. When you think about the villains that are brought in, there's a few plot holes there. <laughs> like there's Jamie Fox one. Is Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox is, is the main the one. Thing. But then I've seen people argue that oh, just before he died, he had plugged into the network and could have found out. Yeah, but there's no like Please there wouldn't have been any that. internet recorded evidence <laughs> of that. If, if no one no. knows Spider-Man is Peter Parker, then why would it be on the internet? Exactly. Just, exactly. Just put that out. No, that, that, that is, that's a major it. plot hole just to include a recognisable face. Which, I am I mean, you can overlook it. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, it's, you're bringing everyone back. Fine. I mean, it's, the, it's the film breaking its own rules, but sure. Yeah. yeah. But it, it does it for the sake of, like, a good thing. So, I mean, it's fine. Mm. All these villains are back, and then along with the villains also comes the other Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, however, in in all and, the other universes, Venom, yeah, they're Venom. killed. The, these villains are killed by Spider-Man. However, Tom Holland's Spider-Man decides that he wants to try and cure them of whatever's driven them mad or affected. Of bad them. guy syndrome. Yeah, bad guy syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so that's his main goal throughout the film. Yeah, I don't... Uh, is there much else to explain about the story of this one? That is the story. It's about... And then it's a typical... It's about Spider-Man trying to redeem, redeem them. Yeah. Yeah, which is more... is quite an accurate thing to for Spider-Man to do. I think comics-wise. 
Yeah. The thing about Peter Parker is he obviously always wants to see the good in people. And yeah, and he doesn't. Change. If if like Spider Man doesn't kill people, What's he gonna supposedly, do? yeah. Like, and then if he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna send these people back to their deaths, so he can't do that. So. So yeah, he's, he's still like sending them back to their deaths at the end. Really, they're cured. Yeah, but then. They'll go back to their main universe, and well, Norman's that, still going to well, get impaled that, by his glider. <laughs> the argument, this is obviously never said in, in by anyone ever, official, but the argument is that when they got sent back to their universes, they would get sent back to the same year in Tom Holland's Spider-Man's universe. Which, I mean, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we are going to see these universes again. Probably not, unless they give Andrew Rafford another one, which I probably don't see happening. I see it. I see it happening. Sony are on the money train now. They can. I can see it happening. I think. That's I think they might. They might <laughs> put put him in something else. I don't know if they'll give him his own film, but I think that they would want to put him in yeah. something else that they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, they've seen they've seen the money that this film made, so I I would assume yeah. that they are already planning to bring them both back in some capacity. Mm. I don't think Tobey Maguire would want to. I don't no, think, he, think would he would. Do he's he's got to fund his poker habit somehow, Adam. <laughs> well, probably, that's probably why he did this one. Yeah. <laughs> Survive another 20 years. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't foresee Tobey Maguire coming back, to be quite honest, ever no. again. I, th- I think this was very much... And you could you could kind of tell with him, like, this was... He came back for this so he could, like, finish with the character and then that's it. Mm-hmm. I can't foresee him coming back. Also, he's really old. Like he's getting, he's not. He, like he's not really old, but like man's like forty. Spider-Man, <laughs> he's not ancient. I mean, Andrew Garfield's like thirty-eight. So yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Andrew Garfield was twenty-nine when they did the first Amazing uh, mm. Spider-Man. And Tom Holland is fourteen. <laughs> Tom Holland is not fourteen. <laughs> Tom Holland's fourteen now. <laughs> Tom Holland is not fourteen. <laughs> yes, he's a little boy. He's a child. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah um, the the trouble is with Sony is they this is so clear from like everything they do ever. As soon as they make something that makes money, they don't know how to leave it alone. They it's run it gonna, into the ground. It's why we're going to endlessly get Venom films, which like no one actually legitimately wants. It just so, somehow uh, makes money. Getting shit like Morbius, no one cares. That's just going to be Venom. Morbius well, is going to be the exact part of Venom. Yeah, I hope that that doesn't make money. So that they no, do you know what they're going to do? They're going to market it along... Like, they're going to use some form of Spider-Man imagery in the marketing like they've already done. Yeah. And be from the producers of No Way Home. Your favourite <laughs> film, No Way Home. Remember that film? And then, That's yeah. the trouble is they also can't... They can't sell a film that isn't in some way linked to Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Because it just won't... It won't sell, yeah. It won't sell. Well, that's, just... that's got Michael Keaton in, hasn't it? Yeah. As Vulture. So that's mm. still puzzling. But then also, it's like, it's got stuff with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in it and stuff. The universe on that one's really confusing. Yeah, and it's, and it's got I the Oscorp logo from the Tasm universe, and it's like, great. It's rough, isn't it? It's, it's... And then there's that interview yeah. of uh, Jared Leto where he's like, Something about things are about to get sinister. Things are about to get sinister, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mm. hate him. Amen. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's the trouble with Sony is they'll just keep making. Yeah, because they've got this deal with Marvel now, so they can use Spider Man 
in the Marvel films to help them with their own films. It's because without Spider-Man, no one would care. Like, I know Venom's <laughs> a very big character. Oh, yeah, but you can't do Venom without Spider-Man. Obviously, people Spider-Man. would care about Venom, but, like, Venom doesn't work without Spider-Man. No, it doesn't make any sense. And Sony can't just make a film and not include any form of Spider-Man because people just won't care. Mm. It's the only reason why Michael Keaton Vulture has been mentioned in Morbius, like, why he's in it. Same way, like Spider Man's been mentioned in the trailers of Morbius. Like, no one cares. Like, if if Sony just presented us with Morbius, starring Jared Leto, zero <laughs> mention of Spider Man at all. No, no one would care. Thing. No interest. I would take one look we, at him data for half. Should we just rename this episode "Ranting at Sony and Their Business Sony Choices"? Really listen to anyone ever. I don't know why we even Do you reckon? Um, you, you know. Jamie Foxx comes back and he's like not on a, a, a nerd and uh, floppy hair and bad teeth yes. and all that rubbish from the first one. Yes. Do you reckon his appearance changes because he went to the studio I'm not doing that again. Find a way to make me look like me normally. Oh 100% because, he would have said to them I don't want to do glue again. Yeah because all of that or, or, or his like previous like as himself before mm. Electro as well, because um, like all of the other villains are exactly as they are from mm. their previous universe. So he must have just they been, like, sort of try to explain it away very briefly in like one line. It's like something like, "Oh, this new, new energy, new new power here. It feels it feels good." And it's like yeah. oh. he he must have just gone to them. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's no chance that if Sony said to him, "Oh, we we're going to do Spider Verse," you you're coming back as Electro. There's no chance that he didn't turn around and went, "Yeah, I ain't looking like that again, though." Yeah. Fair play to Universe reason for it is Max Dillon went to Sony HQ in Universe. <laughs> oh said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll come back, but make me look like Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's the in-universe reason. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of the villains, I feel like we should try and stick to the actual film rather than all yeah. these things <laughs> that are going to be bad coming it's up. It's tough when film. you talk about a Sony film because all you want to do is moan about Sony. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Weird yeah, how it does we'll, that. We'll, yeah. we'll bring it back to Spider-Man no way home. So yeah, the villains. Stick to the villains. They're good. We've got Doc Ock. For the most Alfred part. <laughs> We've got Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe. We've got Lizard. Can't remember his name. Reese Barnes? Carlos? No, I mean the actor. Oh, right. And the actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Reese. Um, Reese. Something Welsh. He funds. I found. Right, I won't worry about it. Yeah. He's Welsh. Um, Sandman's back. Loosely. Sandman is fun. It's just yeah. all reused footage from Spider-Man 3. <laughs> It's because, it's, because, it's because those two couldn't make the shoot. So they were like, oh, we'll just yeah. record our lines and send them to you or something. Which I mean, fair play. They're not... They're not huge, are the they? The lizard doesn't need to do anything apart film. from being in a VO booth. He doesn't even need to be in the film. No, not really. And Sandman is just CGI anyway, so it's like, mm. okay, fine. They just, and at the end, they just reuse footage from Spider-Man 3, so it's, it's it's not like either of them actually needs to be there. So it's fine. Mm. And they don't play a big enough role in the film for it to be a problem no. anyway. Especially not Lizard when he decides to just stay in the truck and they explain it as he wants to stay in the truck. 
Yes, let's leave him in the truck. Yeah, let's leave this. In a truck let's leave this villain so. <laughs> who wants to turn the whole world into lizards. Let's leave him in the truck. He's definitely not going to change his mind and break out at any given moment. Yeah. I think, from memory, the only villain that I thought was used in like well in any capacity was Green Goblin. I think. I think Doc yeah. Ock was a bit underused compared to. What Alfred Molina, the best Spider-Man Two. I think the best Doc Ock scenes, in my opinion, the best Doc Ock scenes were when he had cured him. Yeah, I think, and that's 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 sort of understandable because that's that's who he is underneath all of that, isn't it? He's just he's just being controlled by the arms, but then when you put him back in control, he's just a he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. I still think Alfred Molina was pretty good in it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't have much, but I mean, he was he was good. Like he was good in Spider Man too, so he yeah. would not be good here. However, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin has absolutely killed it. Yeah. Like, yes. He's a, he's a great villain through and through. I'm kind of glad they ditched the mask. Apparently, oh, Willem Dafoe 100%. wasn't overly happy with the mask, so he was like, "I don't, I don't want this." They got yeah. rid of it pretty early on. But this 66 year old man said he'd only come back if he could do his own, do his own stunts. stunts, and I love that. <laughs> Just, I love that so much. But no, he absolutely killed it. Like Green Goblin is um, is such a menacing villain, yeah. especially in this, and I can't picture anyone else but Willem Dafoe playing him. Like it's he's crazy good. He is, yes. I think all round performances are pretty decent in this. Tom Holland is is pretty decent. I think this is de- definitely his best film out of the three, performance wise. Um, Toby Maguire is a bit whatever in my opinion, but then like, I don't know. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's the version of Peter I don't like. I don't know. You mean he didn't? He didn't really need to do anything, did he? No, he people people would people would love him in that no matter no matter what. Um, mm. Yeah. To me, the standout is Andrew Garfield. He got a nice yeah. redemption, didn't he? He fucking loved every yeah. second of that. Actually. You could tell that he <laughs> was putting his all into that, yeah. You could really tell that he was gassed to be back and he was going to absolutely nail that. And maybe it's because I'm on a massive Andrew Garfield kick at the moment. I love everything. I think doing. the whole world is. <laughs> yeah. But, no, he was great in this. I, I'm i so glad they brought, they gave him another chance and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's really good to see him back. But I think... I think overall the worst part about this film for me was the CGI. Definitely. Yeah. Super rough. Yeah, it was super rough. rough. I think Sandman was never looked good at any moment for me. Uh, Neither did Lizard. Yeah, Lizard never looked good. A lot of the Spider-Man suits looked bad most of the The, time. The Mm. entrance of the Spider-Man to me was... Like hindered a little by the CGI. Like I still love the scene, but that's especially was, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield coming through the portal. Jumping it was so portal. obviously yeah. a hand animated, like just bouncy CGI mess that didn't look like a real person running or jumping at all. Didn't and they've they've, they've updated the CGI since, and it still doesn't look any. Better. I mean, that might be that might just be the camera quality of the photos. I'm seeing it again on Friday, so I will let you okay. know. If, if if it's any better. But the worst thing, in my opinion, is when Andrew Garfield catches MJ and when he lands, he just yeah, he snaps just up yeah. Just yeah. very quickly. Just 
as if he's like a Minecraft character, you know? <laughs> yeah, to be fair. I think uh, the only other part from that, though, I think the worst CGI moment for me was... And it was almost like Scorpion King rock level. <laughs> was when first... When Electro first shows up at the pylons and he's like... He's not a real person. He's like that kind of blue energy. Yeah. That energy figure, like literally like something from Black Ops 2 Zombies. <laughs> like, but the, the Avogadro. Yeah. He literally <laughs> looked like that. And there's like a moment where his like head moves and it's like a close-up of this energy person. And it looks yeah. so awful. Well, that's the thing with Marvel films. There's like, there's those moments where it, it must just be like they're short on time or resources or something with the VFX department. So it was like a late reshoot or something. But then there's other scenes like the Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man fight in the mirror dimension where every single part of it looked on point and mm. looked oh, yeah, like they, they spent the time and money on it to make yeah. it look really, really good. And uh, there's just always, it's always like that in Marvel films. They have, they have both ends of the spectrum of really, yeah. really good and then really quite just... awful. It must just be a case of allocating time and resources. Cause, yeah. I think I working mean, from scenes... home probably had an impact on that as well, because I would imagine a lot of the animators yeah. probably had to work from home for a lot of this film. Because um, mm. they, they wouldn't... I've, it was already delayed once in this film. They wouldn't want to delay it again. So they were just like... and, and with all the reshoots that Marvel does as well on yeah, exactly. all the films. Like... Yeah. There, was a, there was a decent amount for this one as well, right? Yeah. yeah. They always do for Marvel films, though. Every single yeah. one of them, they something extra and i mean look at this point it's nothing you can really complain about too much because again i would rather they have like a kind of rough looking electro scene but then get that mirror dimension stuff on point yeah mm. i'd rather have that scene look as amazing as it did rather than having have like, have like a two second rough scene of electro like rather than having style. everything like average yeah, yeah. Nail, if you nail big stuff like that, then I can kind of look past all the smaller well, stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the... I think we, we've sort of spoken about this before. If you look at the Doctor Strange trailer at the end, a lot of the sort of VFX in that looked pretty good. Yeah. Um. So Marvel can do it. Definitely. Um, if, well, they, yeah. they probably cherry-picked the best shots for the trailer. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> uh, yeah. So absolutely. there might be a few other dodgy ones. But yeah, that, that did look promising, so... Hopefully that they're on the upward trend. Yeah. And some of the Spider-Man CGI I didn't really put it down on it because most of the stuff at the end where it really mattered with all the Spider-Man fighting together and swinging together, that looked great for the most part. And anything I, I that didn't look great bits, was overshadowed by hype. Hmm. Yeah. Look, I think, for example, the bit where they they all run off the scaffolding and start swinging together, like that is so fucking cool. But yeah. I think the the initial part of that where they're running, I think they they could have at least done that live action I'll and say, then yeah, and then transitioned into like the swinging part CGI. But like from the very beginning, it's all just CG. So I just I just feel like there's a few things like that where that they could have done a bit more practically. Um, but yeah, it's still still very enjoyable though those bits. It's just what you expect from Marvel nowadays. I think. Yeah. yeah, you just have to kind of deal with it as it comes which mm. by the way like that scene that that whole end sequence was just it's everything i kind of hoped for out of this film yeah 
like everything I wanted out of this interaction, these people coming together was just everything I got out of that scene. Like I yeah. don't think I felt emotion in a cinema like that when watching them all swing around together. Like that was like I got goosebumps. I was shitting. I was pissing. I was crying. I was throwing up. <laughs> yeah. I was everything, man. Wow. All of the all of the above. All of the above. Every option. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But I mean, yeah. Overall, I think we like the film. Yeah. Yes. Thought it was. I feel. I feel like we have been quite nitpicky, but yeah. Like we've been speaking more about the flaws that this film has because this is obviously, you know, me and you were on Letterbox of giving it five star, but this is far from a perfect film. I gave it five star simply because it was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, it's like we've not given it a, a perfect review because because it's the best film of all time. Like it's very much not. There are flaws in it, but it's the, just the sh- massively the sh- entertaining. The, the shit that this film made me feel, and like yeah. the experience it gave me, and just everything, like for me, just com- like completely put it up. Um, I don't, I don't feel anything for giving it a five stars because it deserves no. it. Like you, sometimes. A movie doesn't have to be perfect, but as yeah. long as it makes you feel the way it does, like it this gets me gets me a bit more excited for Doctor Strange as well now because I think now they've done this, you feel like no theory you put out there is going to be too far fetched. Exactly, you know? yeah. Like there could there could be some big things happening in that film as well. Like, like yeah, we've we've already got from the trailer confirmation that there's at least two Doctor Strangers, and then there's most likely going to be more. But then... There are three in the trailer. Yeah, oh, three in the trailer, okay. Yeah. There's so, one quick shot of the one that leaked the toy box thing. Right, the okay. You can but, see him spiralling around. But knowing Marvel, they're not going to limit it to just Doctor Strange. No. Be of being in multiple people. So Look, guys, listen. Like Will, man, he's listen. getting excited over here about guys, possibly listen. multiple Lizzies, you know? Uh. Please, 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 please. Give me multiple Elizabeth Olsen's, please. I'm, I'm, I'm mm. begging you. That's all I need, Marvel, please. Yeah. If we sort of segue into Doctor Strange very quickly, do you think we're going to get any cameos of an elite caliber, shall we say? Well, I mean, who could they bring in? The X-Men. The, well, yeah, obviously. The I X-Men? don't think so. I think it's too early. Yeah. Well, they're not playing if, any if X-Men. Wanda's, if oh, Wanda's God, got it's... a big big role in this film. Oh, God, yeah. The thing is, as well, like, I forget what year we're in. We're, we're now in 2022. We are now in 2022. <laughs> so, like, when they, like, um, gave us this whole Marvel timeline thing, that was back in, like, what, 2019, 2020? Yeah. So, like, when, when, you, when you saw, like, 22, 23 on the timeline, you're yeah. like... Oh, ages away. Ages yeah. away. Like, I, I can't even think about what's coming then. It's now 2022 and I'm having an mm. existential crisis. I think, what was I think Fantastic Four scheduled on that? 25. 25. 24, oh, 24, 24, 25. And that's John Watts as well. Yeah. I think. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, some of the things I've seen on Twitter from sort of reliable insiders is that... Um, this film is being described as like a celebration of everything Marvel. So, hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, X Men. I, I I can see I can see like, and obviously there's like rumors of what if characters appearing, Loki being in it. Um, 
Yeah. I like the idea of Jeffrey Wright coming in in live action. I think, I think, yeah, I think Captain, um, Captain Carter as well is mm. rumoured, and the the Illuminati as well is apparently being set up or whatever. I don't know. Did, did, have they confirmed a Loki season two to continue Loki story? Or do you think they'll yeah, do that? Season two is confirmed. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. So do you think they'll still entwine that with some of the films? Um, I think so. They could do, but at the same time, I think I feel like Marvel would want to keep the Disney Plus stuff relatively separate. Mm. I mean, I know, I know. obviously in the trailer, Strange it mentions Westview, mm. but it'd be interesting to see how much of WandaVision they sort of incorporate into the film, because obviously there are going to be people who watch this film who go, what the hell is a Westview? Yeah. So The, the thing is, is it, it would be very, very difficult for Disney to do that. Just because of what they use in these shows, like you've got, you've got Loki, you've got Fa- Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which uses now Captain America. Yeah. It's really hard for, for Disney to keep these as, as separate and not try to incorporate them in the films. Yeah, because of the characters they're using. But I don't think they really need to. the The thing is with Marvel and Disney now is that everything's so big. They can do whatever they want. Just because they're TV shows, everyone's still going to watch them. Yeah. Every every person who would go and see these films in cinemas that know the main line of films are also watching these TV shows just because they're so big. Yeah. Disney Plus is so big. 100%. I don't think Disney need to keep them separate at all because it's, it's, it's the same risk that they ran with starting an open universe in the first place. Mm. A lot of the stuff in there you probably wouldn't get if you've not seen all of them. And so they had to rely quite heavily on the general audience that see their films knowing what's happened before to them, to some degree. So I, I don't think they really can fear it anymore. They've done it. Imagine if they brought in like the X-Men, like if they showed off the X-Men in Doctor Strange, but it was like the X-Men that like Patrick Stewart and people like that, the amount of films you'd have to watch to understand <laughs> what's going on. So exhausting, yeah. Like X Men, X Men Two, Last Stand, Origins Wolverine, <laughs> First Class, Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah, it's bad enough already because you have to watch five Spider Man films before you even start the so MCU they'll, films. They'll do their own thing with X Men, though, right? They won't use any of the Fox stuff. Don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that's X Men's still far away off now. I would have thought twenty three, maybe twenty four. I can't remember what they said about it, but I don't even think they've got anything confirmed apart from the the animate the animated show, X Men ninety seven. Ninety seven, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think they might get a mention in Strange. They are they won't be in the film. Maybe get like a mention post credits. I don't think they'll actually be in the film, though. I think it's... they they've just brought back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yeah, but like I feel, I feel like, like I feel like even for like one or two scenes, they could have like maybe not Patrick Stewart, but like it's a version of Professor X show up. You know, I feel like I feel like, like nothing's like off the table. One character. Yeah. The trouble is if it was the whole group, it would be a bit. Full on, but... If you compare X Men to previous the inclusion of previous Spider Man, like yeah, introducing X Men into this universe is is so much bigger 
them just bringing two Spider-Men from the films we've seen before. Yeah, because well, no, because the they'll do their own. Surrounding X-Men yeah. is so hard to bring that in. Yeah, I think I think more it will just be like a like imagine Magneto. I think it will be probably Magneto would show up because he's the one who's got a link to Wonder. Wonder, yeah. Um, I can see that, yeah. Whether it's Fassbender or um, McKellen, um, you know, I'm not gonna guess that. I mean, with with films like this as well, you have to kind of have confidence in the fact that they know how to not overload their films. Yes, because they're not Sony. Yes. Back to the Sony hate train. Let's go. <laughs> Let's We've come go. full circle. We've come full circle. So, uh, Craven the Hunter guys. Uh... <laughs> really tough. Really tough with uh, Anton Johnson. Anton Johnson. Oh goodness They're, me. they're really that. trying. They're really. I forgot that really was a thing. Trying. If, um, because that's going to be exactly the same as Venom as well. Yeah, it's going to I don't think anyone's going to be as excited for a Craven film as they are going to be Venom, though, right? Well, one thing that I will give Sony credit for, though, is I've, I've seen anything. some rumors about Anya Taylor Joy as Black Hat, so nice. I'm on board for that. Nice Adam, you're too. Uh, <laughs> if, if Adam's, Adam's just Adam's twerking for Sony now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, seeing as we're talking a little bit about a little bit about the future of Marvel, there's something we should probably pick up on from Spider-Man: No Way Home as well. So the ending of Spider-Man: No Way Home. Ah, yes, we are still talking about this film. Yeah, everyone forgets the Peter Parker Spider-Man, including MJ, including Ned, including Including Peter Parker. Yeah, he forgot about himself. He just forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Leads into a no. born identity reboot. <laughs> God, can you imagine? Um, so he goes off to he's not he's not a college yet. I'm, but that's that's where it's heading. He's I think he's going. Apartment. I think he's going to community college. And this is yeah. He's, he's actually it's going into a soft reboot of community. Yeah. And they're they're, they're they've got Aaron. The Russo's are back. Jeff Jeff Winger's back. back. Um, yeah, he's in his own apartment, and this is kind of like a reset for Peter Parker, right? This is this is they're trying to bring it closer to what P- Peter Parker is. In this trilogy, this trilogy has been an origin story, and this is the yeah. end of the origin story. Yeah, which I is fine. I I'm quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. We managed to skip through fucking Uncle Ben dying again. I think that sort of shows the plan that Marvel and Sony have for this version of Peter Parker. If they're willing to spend three films. On an origin story, they're clearly doing. They've got a long plan, we, we which will kill Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland will be, and he won't be an old man. He'll be like thirty by the time he's done. Yeah, That's five years time. away. No, he's 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 twelve, isn't he? Oh, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could say and give it credit to them that they're thinking about the narrative, but let's be honest, it's more to do with the money yeah. than anything. But. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's going to be going off to college, and he's had his origin, and now this is this is the version of Peter Parker that we've we've commonly more seen in like comics and Spider Man PS4 as well. On his own, doing his own thing, relying on himself. He's not Stark's boy anymore. He's not got all this tech and shit. He's 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 got to figure things out for himself. Which it's confirmed, right? That there's going to be another trilogy, and Tom Holland is signed on for it. They've definitely confirmed I think a fourth at this one. Point, Kevin Feige. Yeah. I think I saw Kevin Feige said that the fourth one is in development. 
and right. Tom Holland was just chatting a load of shit to try and get a bigger paycheck, I think. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably don't, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I think I think another trilogy film would be good to explore this this kind of iteration of Peter Parker a bit more into the stages that we're used to. Yeah. I think by the time you get get to the tail end of the trilogy as well, you can start thinking about adding characters like Miles in. Definitely. That's they, a they have perfect to. time. Because at won't... some point, Disney are going to have to drop Tom Holland. He yes. can't keep doing this forever. Like... No. And as well, like I think he said it before in interviews, it, it can't be very healthy for him as an actor. Like I think mm. he said before that he at some point needs to put Spider-Man to bed because he can't just be Spider-Man. Like he, he wants to do other things and that, and that's fair enough. Like that, his job is an actor. Career. His job is not Peter Parker. Exactly. So, yeah. which is I why think... he's literally doing anything else to try and show us, <laughs> look guys, I'm more than just. Guys, I'm did you know I'm just... a gamer and I play, <laughs> I play a little game called Uncharted. <laughs> I love Uncharted guys. Guys, I went I love to, PlayStation. I, I fought in Iraq. I love Sony's PlayStation. I fought in the Iraq war and developed a crippling drug addiction. I do hard drugs, guys. I'm, I'm little boy Tom Holland. I, 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 I grew, I grew a moustache. <laughs> that's the right. That's that's still in my memory, and I hate that it's in my brain. <laughs> that image of him coming out of prison with that old makeup on and that. This is the end of um, No Way Home, right? When he comes out of prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it, and then it's it's also a prequel to Uncharted because he's already got. <laughs> He's Sully now instead of He's Sully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trailers are actually wrong. Sony have Sony's marketing have, have screwed up once again. Yeah. They've, they've got they've got the casting wrong. Can you imagine? <laughs> seeing, as, oh, look, seeing as it's mentioned, and I thought we we're done with Spider Man No Way Home, right? I don't yeah. think we need to talk about it. Yeah, sure. Last words on No Way Home. It good, very it's good. good. Go watch it. Very good. It's still in cinemas everywhere. I'm it will be in cinemas until the day years. you die, guys. It's not. <laughs> it's a fun time. I think I actually looked yesterday, and there's still like. Oh yeah, my my, c- my cinema is still doing. Yeah, more, I, I more looked... showings for that than it is for the Scream film that just. Yeah, I, I looked into it because I wanted to see if like the Matrix or Kingsman was on, and there's more showings for Spider-Man than the Matrix or the Kingsman, and they've yeah. just come out. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that was Spider-Man No Way Home. Pretty good. Let's move on. Seeing as as it was just mentioned, and we've had, like, five trailers recently, and also a full scene reveal. I haven't watched any of that for Uncharted, because... Um, So you haven't seen any trailers at all? I I saw the first trailer, um, and then I saw a trailer, a clip of this and that got released, and I was like, oh god's sake not again so i just didn't watch any of those <laughs> that's the thing sony, sony are right again aren't they they <laughs> can keep releasing... getting away they're... with it <laughs> <laughs> they're releasing their entire film before it's even out like yeah. it's it's dire and i don't know why they do it but i mean uncharted is probably gonna be fine at best it'll be fun Entertaining. yeah it'll be all right Good every time that trailer it. comes on in the cinema, I hear someone around me go, "Well, that looks fucking awful." <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be good, and it and and by no stretch of the imagination will it be anywhere near, anywhere near as good as the games. No. Oh no. Absolutely when has a video not. game film ever been good? Anywhere close to the quality of the games that is made. You don't have to wait long because HBO's The Last of Us. Oh yeah, that's, that, that's the most yeah. promising one yet. To be fair. Simply because they cannot screw it up, they can't. And they've actually got <laughs> one of the creatives from them. the game involved, yeah. which they 
haven't really done in any yeah. films before. So promising. I won't let them screw up. The, last <laughs> I will. the first episode comes out. It's HBO rubbish. Console. Will gets a Will gets a plane over to HBO headquarters <laughs> and demands full reshoots. I will be detained by <laughs> San Francisco police because I've turned up at the HBO headquarters like in a fit of rage. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to be pretty good. It could be okay. I'm, I'm keeping an open mind to it at the moment. Not that much has been released, but everything I've seen, like set photos and stuff, they seem to have nailed the look. Hmm. And that's a we massive did, part. We did mention that we're talking about Uncharted, didn't we? We've done that. We don't need to talk about that film anymore. <laughs> do, we need, do you want to talk about it more? No, no, no. I was just, I was just saying, I couldn't actually remember us We've, saying that we were talking about Uncharted. I feel like we just went straight into it. We did say Uncharted. I think it added to it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. Did you want? Do you want to talk about? No, Uncharted? I don't want to talk about Uncharted. Okay, do you want to talk about it then? Don't worry about it then. <laughs> There's no reason to talk about that film. It's going to be fine. But yeah, the last of us seems to be doing all right. They're doing. They're still shooting it in Calgary, I believe. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of money behind it, right? I remember seeing something saying yeah. that the budget is massive for it. So hopefully, it'll be high quality stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it's HBO as well. Like the stuff they produce is. It's fucking good. Like most of the time, yeah. The production quality and the value of it all is yeah, yeah. It's always top tier, so I don't think we mm. need to worry about the production of it. It's just how well they present the story. I feel I don't. I don't think I doubt Pedro Pascal's. No, I think it'll be really good. Performing, mm. I, I don't doubt the cast at all. So it really is going to be a case of the storytelling in this show that makes or breaks it. Because it follows the, the the story of the first game, but adds in stuff that we didn't see. Yeah. So I mean, as long as they nail it. The yeah. If you don't change the story, then you're well, fine. Well, the fact that Neil Druckmann, the director of the Last of Us games, is involved is a bit of security for me. It's yeah, like yeah, because that's his baby. Making me think, really? yeah, that, that, his, that he yeah. won't let anything ridiculous happen to it, and mm-hmm. and I think he's he's directing one of the episodes as well. So. Yeah, I, I think so. he will make sure that it's up, up to standard. Mm. Yeah, I think just having him on board is just like a bit of a nice, yeah, like a comfort blanket because mm. like he's proved time and time again that he can nail a narrative. Yeah, and I don't think with him, I don't think it matters whether it's video game or film or TV because like The Last of Us Two, pretty much a film in terms of like the cutscenes and the, the, the mm. storytelling and stuff. So I don't, I don't doubt it. I think I'm, I'm nervous about it obviously because it's literally my favorite <laughs> franchise of all time. Yeah. But I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. So what do we, what do we want to talk about? Do we want to, do you want to have a bit of a chat about the things we've seen recently? Because yeah. we, we haven't done this in a while and yeah, we've, sure. we've seen a lot. I have yeah. seen a lot, yeah. Are there any standout things that no. you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Every there's, film there's I've watched in my own time recently has varied from absolute trash to, yeah, that was all right. Mildly okay. Yeah. I well, apart from, the, I thought, I thought the King's Man was quite, was quite all right. I thought it was pretty all right. Tick, tick, boom. Oh yes, just give it a quick mention, as it's, it's kind of going to be released alongside this as well. Chris has just spoken about the King's Man. He's also mm. got a written review. Oh, I do. Yes, let's let's. He's going... <laughs> just a, just Plug a the website. Plug the website. We've we, we've got a written review going up on our website. 
pretty much alongside this episode. Um, links for that will always will be in the description of our episode. Go and check that out. Chris has written a nice little review of the Kingsman. I actually feel I like have. I don't need to see it anymore. <laughs> I didn't feel like I needed to see it anyway. I wouldn't have said I spoiled anything in there. No, you didn't spoil it. No. I think I know. I found out all I needed to know. Yeah. Yeah. So go and read Chris's review, and then there will be more coming to the site. I don't think really from Adam. He doesn't seem like the written review kind of guy. Look, guys. Adam pretty, Adam pretty much <laughs> shat himself at the thought of having to write anything. My... So much so that when I presented a message in our group chat about it, it was dead silent. <laughs> no my, my history with literary, writing my own literature is, isn't, the, isn't the highlight of my life, so... I think that maybe just expect content from Miss Jordan. Miss Jordan's not here to to criticize you anymore. I think for everyone's life improvement, no one should have to read my my attempt at writing. So understandable. I'll I'll leave that to to you guys. Thanks. Okay, so plug over. Yes, tick tick boom. Let's have a chat about that, Andrew. It's Andrew Garfield's year. Yes, he's been in like three things this year, but it's Andrew Garfield's year because everyone loves him. This was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I did. I really enjoyed it. I was quite, I was quite nervous for it because I had, I grew up in a very musical theatre oriented family, mm. and when I was younger, we used to have the Tick Tick Boom soundtrack on in the car a lot. So I was already familiar with the premise of the story and the music itself, and I was like. If they don't nail this, I'm going to be incredibly upset. <laughs> um, but I'd say it was pretty good. You think they did it justice? Yeah, I think they did. I think, because um, I've not actually seen the show, from what I sort of understand, it's a bit different from the show in the sense of the show is only... So the show has only got three cast members. Yeah. Who are the the three sort of... In the film, they're the three singers. That sing, um, but they all play the character that they're meant to play. Um, it's more of the, f- the film from what my because I asked my dad about it. The film is like a mix of a biopic and adapting the stage show. So mm. in so in this the the film's kind of split up between Jonathan Larson on this stage doing what I presume is the show of Tick Tick Boom. That's yeah the original his original recording yeah, filming seen... of it yeah. Because I've seen clips of the original with Jonathan Larson on stage. Yes, that, that's like what it's. Um, yeah, that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. Is there any elements of that which is so the second part of this film is kind of like the biopic the, side? Yeah, the biopic yeah. side. Is any of that translated from what you see on stage that you know of, um, or is that just completely just trying to be a biopic? I th- well, the the story is similar. I think. Um, yeah. Like all of the all of the songs, regardless of whether they were sung on the Jonathan Larson, um, I can't remember review thing, yeah. um, or if it's the biopic part, all of the songs are oh, from yeah. the show. Yeah, um, they're they're in a slightly different order, I think, um, but for the most part, it's pretty pretty similar, pretty accurate. Because yeah, because the the show didn't actually it didn't actually become a show until after he died. Um, yeah, because it started off as a one-person thing, and then when he died, it sort of got adapted into that sort of biopic-y sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was pretty pretty well done, I think. And no James Corden in a, and no James in a Corden. musical. So that was a good sign. Good stuff. I mean, I didn't I didn't know anything about Tick Tick Boom itself. I obviously mm. I'm aware of Rent. Um, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've never really been a massive musical fan in general. More mm. so in recent times, I would have thought. And as much as I hate to say it, because I hate this man with an absolute passion, it is modern day audiences loving musicals the way mm. they do has a large part played by Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I think he's definitely done a lot to bring. I'm not a massive music, musical theatre fan, so maybe you have a different opinion, Chris. But it does seem that he's done a lot to bring it to more wider audiences. Yeah, he has in more recent years. Annoyingly, he has. Yeah. Yeah, because I hate him. <laughs> and I'm very, even though he directed this, I'm very glad he was able to be kept away from any significant role. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what he does. He loves putting himself. He loves writing songs for himself. He's such a narcissist. <laughs> he is. He loves He's it. Such a narcissist. Oh, well, you got to be it. to be a. Uh... Everyone in the musical theatre. Yeah, really surely you got to love the sound of your own voice and all yeah, that. So exactly. Hence why I have a burning hatred for you, Chris. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Thank you. But Andrew Garfield in this killed it. Yeah. So I think everyone good. was very, very, Everyone's very good. Very good. Yeah. Alexander Ship was really good. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know the name of his, his best friend's character, but he was very, 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 very good as well. Mm. So everyone knocked out of the park. Surprised at how well Andrew Garfield can sing as well. Mm. Yeah. That kind of felt like it came a bit out of left field. Obviously, Andrew Garfield's done plenty of stage stuff before, but not a lot of musical stuff that, I, that I'm aware of. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think Andrew Garfield's ever actually had, from what I've read, never actually had any like formal singing training. Yeah. So he did a bit during the production of this movie, I believe. Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) But before that, I think he was just he was just cast. I don't think Mm. there was really any 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 indication that he could like really sing. So Mm. yeah, pretty good movie. Yeah, and I've had the soundtrack on repeat ever since. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I've been bumping thirty ninety because it's heavily. Yeah, because the, the um the uh the off Broadway uh soundtrack cast that's not on spot. Only one song is on Spotify now. Right. So it's like okay, I'll just listen to the film. The film was good enough for me to listen to. You know. Um, that was my biggest worry is that they were going to mess up the songs and I wouldn't be able to listen to them properly. And was, but no, they were all fine. Good. And I hate, I hate to say it. I hate to oh bring God. it up. Oh God. But this, this, this film's like doing quite well on TikTok at the moment. It is. It's yeah. kind of, yeah, going quite big on it at the moment. Like, mm. How does a film do well on TikTok? Is it just clips from the film or something? Well, a lot of what I'm seeing for Tick Tick Boom is I'm seeing a lot of the therapy song being recreated yeah um and stuff like that and then by this... weird pre-teens in their yeah. bedrooms Not but fun. i mean also like the amount of the ones i've seen it i'm like props to them because i don't have the hand-eye coordination to do any of that sequence <laughs> at, like at all. all the memory like how did you remember all of that i no, you can't be doing that um a lot of 30 90s going about as well i think mm. i don't think it's really improved the popularity of the film i think it's just come with it yeah, it's come. It's it's. It's not one. Yeah, of those it's it's where... not a new audience. It's probably just the audience of the film. Yeah, 
bringing it to TikTok. Showing yeah. appreciation. I don't, yeah, I don't think this is this film's done better because of TikTok. I think it's mm. just happened alongside it. Yeah, that film was going to do as well as it was ever going to do anyway. Mm. Um, which is pretty well from what I can understand. I think it's done quite well on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Garfield won Golden Globe, didn't he, for Best yeah, Actor good. in a musical or comedy? Comedy. That brilliant category because the Golden Globes decides to have two different halves to their awards for some With, reason. Like two completely different. Because every remember every film is either a drama or it's a musical slash comedy. Yeah, to be fair. They were the only three genres. <laughs> and two of them are the same, apparently. Two of them are the same. <laughs> two of them are Comparable. Yeah, I really hate award academies. <laughs> They're awful. They're so bad. I mean, this is this is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Oh, they are terrible anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. Anything Who's a for the Oscars? Yay. Tom Holland's hosting. He was, he was asked to host, wasn't he? I, don't, I already hasn't responded yet. Don't you have to be over 16 to host the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, the we, Last Jewel? Have you guys seen The Last Jewel? I have not seen it. I've not seen it. Oh, I've seen it's it. on it's my list. Good. Isn't that Didn't the one Ridley where Scott Ridley Scott... Yeah, <laughs> Ridley he Scott blames millennials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So no one was watching a medieval film because millennials exist. <laughs> yeah, because millennials are too busy on their fucking phones, apparently. Mm. Really, just really, Scott just upset that his film didn't do well. Like, it's got nothing to do with people well, he, being on their phone. He's got two films this year that haven't done well. <laughs> both oh, House of Gucci as well. Yeah, mm. I still haven't watched that yet. I don't want to pretty watch good. it. I've seen that one scene. That's all I need to see. <laughs> I mean, apart from Jared Leto, it's a pretty all right film. I've seen that one scene where Jared Leto yeah. screams a car horn, and I, and I literally have zero interest in watching the surrounding. His film. voice in that film, oh my, it's, it's his on, best. Does he put on quite a different? Hey, uh, it's a me, a Jared uh, Leto. Not... It's the best uh, Mario impression. You know, I make a Gucci. It's it's, it's awful. Oh, it's so right. terrible. Should have got Jared Leto cast as Mario instead of Chris Pratt. Yeah. Well, you'll be you'll be glad to know, boys, that House of Gucci has made 127 million. Nice. Nice. Um, compared to its budget, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about a film we don't like because I feel like we've just been. Go on then. Red Notice. (laughs) (laughs) Physical pain has just been inflicted upon. That's a film we've all seen and that we all dislike immensely. I think. God, my problem with this film. I have two problems with this film. Gal Only Gadot. two. I have three problems with this film. I well, okay. My overall problem. I have four. I hate <laughs> overall problem is I hate it. Number two is Gal Gadot because I hate her. And number three was I got majority of the way through this film and thought I hate this, but like it's just happening. Mm. It's fine. Like it, it just sort of happens at you, doesn't it? And it happens at me, and I can't do much about it because I've already started watching it. However, the moment where I literally wanted to hang myself was the moment Ed Sheeran appeared on screen. And said, I'm in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> me. Quite literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's, it's really frustrating because they're going to make more because this film so well. has done impossibly well. And it's like, just it's just the Netflix cycle though, isn't it? Like yeah. Netflix have become massive because they licensed 
other films mm. then with all the money that they made from that they made their own stuff which was good in the beginning to get people to continue and because, subscribing and because they've got the money to just, do it they can get these and just advertise and yeah, advertise it and just to advertise to the, such a massive group of customers yeah. where the biggest thing and first thing that like hundreds of millions of people mm. see is red notice the first thing they see when they go on netflix and they're just gonna be like oh okay I'll watch oh i've seen a trailer for that because that's the yeah. one with the rock in it who plays the rock and ryan reynolds who plays deadpool yeah so they're just gonna and get ryan so many people ryan reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, yeah uh, it's it's I don't, I don't i don't know if it's because i watched this on new year's day and i was very very hungover but i had a headache watching that film sometimes especially during like the fight scenes it was so jankly cut together yeah. i had no idea what was going on yes like yeah. at times it it felt like a like made for tv film yeah. a lot of the time with yeah. like the just overall direction i think was mm. massively <laughs> well done no, it definitely felt like a streaming service film, I yeah. think. With a hundred and whatever million yeah. dollars behind it somehow. Yeah. But this is this this was like Netflix's biggest film of all time, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find like there what are the actual figures there, are. Yeah. It yeah, it's done insanely well and I mean you couldn't not predict it, right? Hmm. Because No. It's it's got star power, like it's a very typical Netflix action film. This is Red what the majority of like just at home people watch. <laughs> it's the same way that like people love Jason Statham films. Like even my <laughs> parents love films with Jason Statham in because they're always the same. And they're always entertaining enough that it's like, oh, we've we've got an evening, like on a weekend, we don't want to do anything, we'll just put a a, a, turn, a turn your brain off film yeah exactly you and that's what this is that's anything. what this type of film is it i found the i found the figures as of the first of december when it officially became netflix most watched film ever being streamed for 328 million viewing hours well and it's two hours so that's like that's big. over 150 million people watching it that's crazy yeah. Yeah. And even then, you'd have to assume that that's not the actual number, and this is people having multiple viewings of this yeah. film. And then you start to think, why? And why <laughs> haven't you got anything better to do? That's where you have to shut up and not think about why. That's all whatever. Yeah. But I mean, look, they're making more of them. Yeah. So. And there's nothing we can do. But Props to them, I guess. One film that they definitely won't be making any more of. And this is a nice little segue to another Netflix film that came out recently. Don't look up. Uh, Can we talk yay. about that, please? Because I hate this film. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I massively, it. did not massively like it. No. no, I hate it. And everything I'm seeing about it is people saying, oh, if you don't like this film, then you're the type of person this film is taking the piss out of. And no, like, I, no, I think... I think for me, it was. I, I think it, one, it's targeted at left wing people. Like that's fine. That's it, it can be funny in that way. And yeah. secondly, I think it, it it's a would be a lot funnier if for Americans 
I think. Oh, 100%. No, that, that's my biggest issue with the film. Is that this like is a lot of the satire American. is, yeah. if you live in that American society and you yeah. experience that every day, then you probably... And because the satire is so in your face yeah. and obvious. Um, like, so, yeah. The, the great thing about British satire is that it's it's got some subtlety to it. Yeah. You know, it's not saying, oh yeah, here's the president of the United States who doesn't care about this big issue. Yeah. Like that's just Trump, isn't it? That's yeah. clearly meant to be yeah. the Don. And it's like it's painful. It's painful like, to watch. I, 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 I think I think I laughed once and that was uh, something that Jonah Hill did, but that was it. So <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, when Jonah, he said like Jonah and subscribe. Hill, yeah, a couple of good moments in that film. To be fair. Yeah. He had a couple of good uh, when he, yeah, the only time I laughed in that film is when he's like saying to Jennifer Lawrence, oh, "Do you want to? Do you want to come in? Do you want to come in?" And she's like, "Yes," and he just closes the door on her. <laughs> That's the only moment I laughed. Uh, I think one for the one for me might have been "Thanks for dressing up." When, <laughs> uh, like, when everyone's in their seats and she shut off her jumper or whatever. I think the thing that was a bit where yeah. I had a small chuckle. That was it, I think. Yeah. I mean, I I think the biggest issue I had with this film for me was actually not anything was not the film itself was that was the media attention surrounded by it. It's had a lot of media attention, in and it. I don't really understand why because I think the media has kind of been like, "Oh, this is a really controversial film," and it's just not. It's a really important film, guys. It's got a lot of important messages. What, like, don't turn a asteroid into a money hole. don't let private companies influence the government oh shocking Ooh, well, yeah. <laughs> never heard groundbreaking really risky and controversial messaging guys and no it's one's like... going to disagree with that <laughs> i think i've legitimately seen stuff in the media as well like it's like a clickbait article like scientists hate this and you wouldn't believe what it is <laughs> just don't look up well, I'm like, I don't think just Leonardo DiCaprio's fat face, yeah. Um, it's kind of a shame I mean, because they... Adam McKay's not—he's not made great films in the past, but I really, really enjoyed The Big Short. I don't know if any of you have seen that. Yeah. And I expected—I haven't, I haven't seen it. It's I expected this, although this was a, probably aimed to be a bit more of a satire comedy. I—I I expected this to be quite similar to The Big Short, and it, mm. and it wasn't. And to me, that was a failing because I think Adam McKay kind of nailed the big short. Does, does like, he have awful a, editing was, decisions in that film as well? There's a couple of questionable things, I no, suppose. But the, the big short's pretty good all, all round. Yeah. Um, it, right. It's very similar to, like, in some ways, to The Wolf of Wall Street, but it's like, uh -huh. it's different enough to be, like, its own good thing. Like, it has yeah, some the, similarities. The Wolf of Wall Street is like a parody of, of rich people and whatever and greed but, the, but then yeah. the big short is is a bit more like accurate sort of mm. of like a, a, a story of the financial yeah. crisis and stuff it's not as like exaggerated as it's all for sure but yeah i think it's a shame because i yeah i love that film and yeah. this feels like a massive step down as his next project really but mm. yeah don't look up was Bad. Um, Very bad. I feel like we should probably give a brief mention to June. 
I know it was a while ago, but we haven't spoken about it here. So, and that mm. one was a long time coming that we were all very excited about. Um, yep. And it was very, 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 very good. It was good. very, very good. Pretty fucking good. I it was think very long. It was very long. It was very long. But it was a very, very long good. film. It was very little with Zendaya, which I'm. Look, guys, I'm not a fan of, but it's what it is. Um, I will say that this film is definitely enhanced for me by the fact that we saw it in IMAX. Yeah, I'm very I mean, jealous that you got I to know, see it in IMAX. Chris, but me and Adam went and saw it in IMAX. I'm very and... jealous. Yeah, it was one of those films that I'm so glad I went to see it in IMAX. Mm. Yeah, because I, I um I went to see it with my family for a second time, just in the normal yeah. cinema, and it was just like, yeah, it's still amazing because it's in the cinema, yeah. but there's being an IMAX is just it's completely different. That that film is absolutely gorgeous. It's oh, yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. And the sound as well in an IMAX oh, the sound, yeah. compared to a normal one is nutty. It, it, being in IMAX, like the soundtrack and score is just already so phenomenal. Yeah. But like hearing that in IMAX audio was just it was absolutely insane. Because I've 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 watched it at home since as well. Mm. It just doesn't come close. Like mm. it, it's still so good because the film is incredible, but it just doesn't come close to that experience. It's like the same thing with um Tenet. I wish I could have seen that in an IMAX cinema because I remember see, sitting yeah. in a normal cinema and <laughs> like my chest was like thumping with the bass from the opening of that film. Yeah, and, like that in IMAX would be so cool. So yeah, if if you did weren't able to see it in IMAX, then definitely missed out. But yeah, I mean, mm. I don't think I have a singular bad thing to say about June. No, I don't think no. I do either. I, I don't think that there's one downside to that film at all. I, I don't have a single point of it that I dislike. Well, I think it might be the most well-made looking film I've ever seen, ever. Yeah. Like, I, it I could... Very, very I, good looking I don't film. think yeah. I could see a single, like production design issue a single visual effect issue <clears throat> i don't think anything about it was looked bad like it didn't he sort so of nailed that there isn't he like, yeah for arrival and blade runner he's mm. nailed the the sort of the visual side of yeah. of his films absolutely incredible mm. and stuff like casting was great yeah all the performances in that film were just and I can't believe I'm going to say it. Oh, no, here we I go. I can't believe I'm going to say it, guys. Because I've, I've hated this little man-child for so long. This 14-year-old boy. It's made me love Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> um, no. I fucking love that boy now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Gene. Great. Gene's good for Is there any, I think we're kind of... It's a bit of a short episode, but we're, we're, we're just coming back. So I, I think we'll probably wrap it up soonish. Is there a couple yeah. of things that you guys want to just... Quickly make a note on. What other films were I seeing? Um, I saw a film the other day called Predestination. That was quite good. Oh yeah, I saw you'd seen that. Yeah. Um, a very like different time travel sci-fi film. Very very different to mm. anything else I've seen. So looking for something a bit unique, then that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're going to talk about films that are now winning big awards, I'm seen i don't know if you guys have seen the power of the dog not yet no. not yet no um because it won best best drama hmm. so it's now i guess sort of the front runner for well it's not a comedy or musical yeah. is it so it's no, got to be it's, a drama it's, it's, it's certainly not it's certainly <laughs> not a musical I'll tell you that. um 
but yeah, it was it was all right. I I think I think it's very well. The story's very good and it's very well directed for the most part. I just think the first hour of the film is very slow. It's it's a big slow it? burner. It's two hours. So, oh, okay. so the first half of the film it drags a bit, and then it literally gets to like the hour mark, and it starts yeah. picking up picking up pace. Um, but I can I can see why it's going to be the front runner for the Oscar. Yeah. We well, said Benedict Cox in it, right? So that's probably the reason why. Yes, you do see you do you do have a brief shot of Benedict Cumberbatch's flaccid <laughs> nice. penis. Hmm. Unfortunately, nice. is he back in? Um, it's, 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 the, the shot, the shot isn't, isn't long that. enough. To... But then, if you have a look at the other, the other film that uh, won best musical slash comedy, oh, comedy, West Side Story. Is that a comedy or is it a musical? It, Which one? Oh, it's 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 a it's a comedy. It's a comedy. No, 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 it's <laughs> nice. a it's a musical. It's a it's it's a modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? Like. I mean, I'm also hearing a lot. I've not seen it personally, but I'm. It's very good. A, it's I'm very good. I'm hearing a lot of people say that it's like the definitive not, version. Apart, from, yeah, definitive version of West Side Story. Apart from the stage show. Apart yeah, from the stage show, obviously. It is. That, it that, is that, very West Side Story has been rehashed. It, it's times, been right? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is very good. Um, and it's Spielberg, which is it is Spielberg. Which when I heard about it, I was like, "That's who it is." Why? I saw a bunch of uh, statistics today. Steven Spielberg is the most thanked person in Oscars speeches, beating <laughs> God himself, God. beating God and Harvey Weinstein for a tied for second. No, no. <laughs> nice. oh, no. Yeah. Beating God and Harvey Weinstein, that who were not. tied for second. That's not. That's not. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein is tied with God. Oh no! I literally hate. I hate the Academy. Hollywood. The Academy. Oh my God! Rough in it. Very rough. But yeah, no. So those seem to be the two front runners going into the Oscars: The Power of the Dog and West Side Story, which is quite surprising because. Yeah, but what about Jared Leto and how scoochy though, Chris? Oh, best supporting actor, hundred percent. Let's be real. He's gonna get it, hundred percent. Yeah. I'd like. I'd love to see Andrew Garfield take home Best Actor. But yeah. I, I have. I have a feeling it's probably who won Best. It's oh, Will Smith won Best Actor in Drama for King Richard, mm. which, if you guys haven't seen, is a very good film. Oh, I might give it a watch. It's, it's playing my cinema, which I was very surprised at. It's a very good film. Might give it. Might go down and give it a watch. Did, did yeah. Andrew Garfield win for Hacksaw Ridge or anything previously? No, was he just no, nominated? I think he did. He was nominated. Um, yeah, because that year is the year that Casey Affleck swept yeah, third. Yeah. for Manchester oh. by the Sea. Because the Academy Another loves one. awarding nonsense, <laughs> guys. Um, Ansel Elgort will get nominated next for... Ansel Elgort will win Best yeah, Actor at the Oscars horrible. for West Side Story. Who's that? Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of things I probably want to mention. Um... Number one thing for me this year was French Dispatch. I really want to see that. A ridiculous Wes Anderson fan, as both of you know. Um, And to me, it was was perfect. It's so good. It looks stunning. The soundtrack is incredible. The cast are great. All the performances, they just kill it. But then that's the same with 
any Wes Anderson film. It's it's his cast. Like it, it's the same reappearing faces for the most part, which mm. you come to expect from his films. A few newbies in there as well, which is nice to see. You got you got my boy Timmy in there. Little man child Timothy Chalamet who's in there. Um, as well, I got to go to an exhibition in London centered around the French Dispatch, where mm. they had um, a lot of Wes Anderson films are, are shot with miniatures, like sea yeah. shots and stuff like that. They had the actual sets that they used there as well, as well as all the costumes and and props. And I got to go around. They had a a recreation of the the Saint Blanc Cafe from the film. Got to have a coffee in there, which was super nice. Great experience. Um, and yeah, I I think I've rewatched it like three times now, and it just every time I just I love it so much. I think for me, it's his fate is my favorite of his, which it's really hard to say because films like Royal Tenenbaums and Fantastic Mr. Fox and Grand Budapest, they're all incredible films and I, mm. I love them to bits. But like, there's something about this one, the aesthetic of it, just all of it, it it grips me more than the others and I don't really know why. And I and I don't think it's his best film, but to me it's, it's, it's my favourite, I think, which is... Nice. Nice. Which is nice. The only other thing I kind of wanted to mention... I'm not going to spoil it because obviously I don't think either of you have seen it, but The Matrix Resurrections. Mm. Mm. There's not much to say about it, to be honest. <laughs> the second best Matrix film? It's the second best Matrix film. <laughs> but that's not hard because two and three were bad. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> but it is, it's one of those things. No one asked for it, really. Mm. I'm kind of happy it came, though, because it's... It's a franchise everyone loves, and regardless of whether two and three are good or bad, or what your opinion of them are as films, I think they're still well loved just because it's the Matrix. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think anything will ever top the first one. The first one's still so good. Well, I, it, it really I, I watch it up. like semi regularly, and it's so so good. I think I went to I went to see it in cinemas again, probably about a year or so ago now, and they did a four K restoration for the anniversary, I think it was the 20th or the 25th, I can't remember. Um, yeah, and seeing that again and getting to see it in cinemas as well was, was absolutely insane. Mm. But this this new one, it it doesn't do enough different or special for, for it to be wanted or great. It's just fine. I saw it in IMAX, which I don't think actually really mattered because... Visually, parts of this film looks really good, but a lot of it's kind of a mess. It's very different to The Matrix 1, where all the fight scenes and and action scenes, you knew what was going on at all times, because Mm -hmm. they're so well choreographed. Whereas this, it kind of at points just turns into a bit of a CGI mess, which is really disappointing to see. It's only one of the Wachowskis back, um, because the other ones just kind of was like, I'm not doing anything else ever again. Which is fair enough, but it, yeah, it, it, it's it's the Matrix at heart, but there's a lot of it missing, and a lot of it's kind of rough. I think the best part of it was Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Moss coming back. Their 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 interaction in this film is great, and 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 I think you can tell as well that they're really happy to be back, hmm. which is nice to see because it's reflected in. Leo and Trinity's kind of on-screen relationship, which is really nice. It's definitely worth watching. It's nothing special, but 
I mean, it, it was it, it was something that needed to live up to such hype. Mm. It's kind of like Spider Man in that sense, is that like yeah, it has so much, so many dedicated fans behind it that it was never going to be as good as everyone wanted it to be, and that's where it differs from something like Spider Man. So yeah, that's I think that's it from me really. I don't think there's anything yeah. else to really say on much. Yeah. We've missed a lot, but honestly, if we go through everything we've seen and we'll be here for three hours. Bad most of it is. We'll be here for. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do a Snyder century. Cut version of this episode. But we'll <laughs> talk about everything we've seen since. I was going to say September, but we never uploaded that episode. Please don't talk to you, since <laughs> June or whatever, May or June. Okay, yeah, but then, so... then then we'd have to figure out how to get our cameras into four by three. Four by three, ah, of course. Yeah, we got yeah. we got we got to protect the vision, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. I've I've, I've, <laughs> I've nailed mine. There you go. Please never talk to me about the four by three in Zack Snyder's Justice League because it really winds me up because I know what ratio it's filmed in. It makes zero sense for it to be in four by three. I can't. I'll be here for hours talking yeah. about it. No, let's let's um, let's not. But yeah, I think I think that's it from us. Yeah. This, this first episode um it's been nice to be back i feel like we've uh, slipped into it pretty comfortably which is nice yeah um it says on literally everywhere in every description that is a semi-regular podcast <laughs> so in no way am i going to promise in when the next episode <laughs> is but we'll try our best to be or even going to say what it's uh, going to be about because it won't no, be couldn't tell you couldn't tell you at no. the moment <laughs> Um, but that's it from us. Hey. Go follow us on social media, twitter.com slash podfiction and Instagram podfiction as well. Um, I don't have a link for our site yet, but it will probably be in the description of this episode. So please go and check it out. That will be up along with Chris's uh, written review of The Kingsman. Um, hopefully some more written stuff will go up there as well as you'll be able to find everything in terms of the audio episodes and stuff like that. In the future, we might look into doing video episodes not 100% sure on that, but they will all go up in there as well. We're going to kind of use that to just have everything available to everyone there. Um, so that's it from us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.